Ah, spring. Nothing like the world progressing towards summer to inspire your own progress. That's what life's all about in your career, relationships, and your finances. Let's talk about that last one. With the Chime Secured Credit Builder Visa Credit Card, it's easy to start building credit with everyday purchases and regular on-time payments with no annual fees or interest. So your weekly grocery run can feel even more productive and that morning coffee can taste like a little victory. And if your credit scores grow, so could your opportunities to get lower rates on loans, like for a new ride or finally having a home to call your own. Sounds like progress, right? With Chime Secured Credit Card, you can start improving your credit scores right away. Get started today at Chime.com build. That's Chime.com build. Chime. Feels like progress. The Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card is issued by Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. Members FDIC. Out-of-network ATM withdrawal and OTC advance fees may apply. Terms and conditions apply. Go to Chime.com disclosures for details. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. Get informed, get inspired, and get connected. CannabisRadio.com presents NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice. The National Cannabis Industry Association is the only national trade organization representing the businesses of the legal cannabis industry. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice covers a range of topics, including the rapidly evolving political and policy changes that affect our industry, news and events of importance to cannabis professionals, and features on companies, individuals, and campaigns at the cutting edge of the cannabis industry. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice begins now. Hi, thanks for tuning in to NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice on Cannabis Radio. I'm your host, Bethany Moore, from the National Cannabis Industry Association. And today, my guest is Keegan Peterson. He works at a company called Work, W-U-R-K, with an umlau. (laughs) Uh, They're a workforce management and HR platform, and they serve the cannabis industry. So welcome to the show, Keegan. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. It's a beautiful day in Denver. Uh, But let's talk about you. Uh, What's your background, and what were you doing prior to working in the cannabis space? So I've spent the last 10 years in the workforce management technology space. I spent a lot of that time in big box retail, helping retailers understand their workforce, how they move and flow from their, with their operation and how they can apply technology to make that more efficient. And uh, so I did that for about 10 years prior to coming into the cannabis industry. Gotcha. Okay, so you're working for bigger, more well-known companies, whereas the cannabis industry is is small and fledgling and not nationally well-known as of yet. Yes, and our goal is to help organizations um, bring on some of the strategic um, plans and opportunities and help them grow and scale very quickly so that they can become that brand that everybody knows nationally. Yeah, we're getting there. Okay, so what was your reason? I mean, that sounds like a pretty solid workspace to be in. What inspired you to start a company to serve the cannabis industry? I had I've been an advocate of cannabis for a very long time. Um, so I've nice. been and I've lived here in Colorado, so I've seen legalization start to happen and move, and I wanted to be a part of it. Um, 
But what really was a tipping point for me, a friend of mine owned a dispensary here in Colorado uh, for several years. He grew it to over 100 employees, and he had been dropped by uh, seven different HR and payroll vendors because his company was in the cannabis industry. Right. And that was my opportunity to come and help. Gotcha. Yeah, it's so interesting. Everything from you know, payment authorization, HR platforms, banking, obviously, just because you're involved in cannabis, there are some companies that just won't come near you with a 10-foot pole. Most companies. Yeah, it's so true. Definitely still a struggle. Uh, We work at that. So your current role at work is, what is your title? Um, So I'm the founder and CEO. Awesome. Great. And, and, And how long... When did you found that company? August 2015. Great, great. Okay, so you're coming up on three years of working in this space, serving the cannabis industry, serving other cannabis companies by providing the the payroll and HR services. So, in fact, tell me more about that, the products, the services, everything that you offer to help cannabis companies manage their human resources. Yeah, absolutely. So from a a holistic view or a high-level view, uh, we're looking at the life cycle of employees in the cannabis industry, how they come into an organization, what you need to do to bring them on board, how do you manage them day to day, and then how do they leave the organization. And so we're providing a tool set to manage that life cycle, and that includes payroll, it includes HR and compliance. So all the things that you need as a normal business to run and manage employees but on top of that, we've got specific tool sets that help, um, for instance, manage the 280E issue and tracking employees' time towards 280E, um, badging, and things that are very specific to the campus industry. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. You mentioned 280E, which is the section of the tax code, which cannabis companies uh, are burdened by uh, because any Schedule 1 or Schedule 2 substance on the Controlled Substances Act, um, that is named in this section of the tax code, and businesses can't deduct normal business deductions, uh, and that includes payroll in most cases. Is that right, and can you get a little bit more into that? Yes, and to make it more complicated, um, Hmm. employee actions that are geared towards producing the product are deductible. Um, but employee tasks towards selling the product are not deductible on under the 280E tax provision. So it's very difficult for these cannabis companies, especially the mid-sized companies who have employees moving from the grow back into the dispensary and, and moving around to track that time um, to make sh- you know so that they can properly report to the IRS. Wow. Yeah. So it's not as simple as like, okay, I've clocked in at 9 a.m. and I've clocked out at 5 p.m. and that's that. It's It sounds almost like maybe how attorneys would bill their time. Okay, I spent one hour for this client. I have to fill out this paperwork and now I'm switching to another client and I have to bill those hours differently. Is that a good comparison? It, it is. And the IRS is auditing um, one in three cannabis businesses. So cannabis mm. is considered a special interest group because it's emerging. So they have the right to audit them more often than normal industries. And during these audits, the IRS is even looking at video footage of what employees are doing to prove that this time is actually allocated towards a production uh, versus retail um, activity. 
So it's oh becoming more and more important for people to have audit trails and use technology to prove exactly what people are doing. And the whole goal here is how can I reduce the tax burden of these cannabis businesses or my cannabis business? And this is a tool set that folks are utilizing and it seems to be very successful. Oh my gosh, my eyeballs are so wide when I heard you say that the IRS is is watching video of employees. Wow, talk about micromanaging. Yeah, and the challenge is these cannabis companies haven't had tool sets to be able to manage this. And so they've historically made estimates and said, well, I think 90% or 20% or you know, 45% of my business is deductible. And uh, that's why the IRS started challenging um, those assumptions. Um, so those audits are very costly. And, and the more information you're prepared to give to them, the quicker you can go through that process. And that's why technology is now playing a major role in the cannabis uh, business. Wow. Wow. That's really mind-blowing. So those estimates, like 80 90% on this task, that's, that's just not going to cut it for the IRS. They want... They want more accurate, real reporting of exactly how much time these employees spent on working on the product versus selling the product. Yep. And when you don't have a way to defend yourself in that situation, you end up not being able to deduct anything. And that's why we're seeing a lot of these cannabis businesses having 80, 90% tax rates. Uh Um, Holy moly. Yeah, that's incredible. Yeah, the 280E is huge. And um, we are stepping up our education, uh, NCIA is this year, to not only our members who know it and breathe it, (laughs) um, but those who don't know about 280E, who think the cannabis industry is just swimming in cash and don't understand the burden that these direct-to-plant companies have with what you've just described even just splicing hairs of how much time an employee is spending on a particular task. I'm, I'm, my mind's just totally blown. Yeah, and NCIA has done a phenomenal job of spreading this message. I know Lobby Days was, was, you know, a lot of that conversation was around educating politicians on the real struggles of these businesses. So um, I'm thankful that NCIA has, has stepped up to really help out with this issue. Yeah, thanks for saying that. And uh, while we're on the subject, uh, before we take a break in a couple minutes here, Lobby Days is coming up again in May, May 21st, 22nd, and 23rd. And it's our eighth year of having this Lobby Days. I know, it's so exciting. And it feels like the number of NCIA members who are business owners, just like yourself, more and more come out every year, maybe even doubling. Um, so we had about 250 people participate last year in 2017. And our government relations team is kind of expecting 300 to 350 of our membership to show up this year. Um, so it's going to be that class photo is going to get more and more complicated every year. <laughs> I will say that. It's amazing. That's that's a good thing, and it's it such is a, a good experience. thing. It's my most memorable experience last year. Um, so I, I'm really thankful that you guys put that together, and it's making a difference, which is what's cool. Yeah, I mean, as fun as our conferences and networking events are, Lobby Days is just kind of the best. Um, <laughs> it's so different from everything else, and it it's really NCIA members working together toward a unified common goal in action and. Uh, definitely remember to wear comfortable shoes because you definitely yes. put some put some miles on around those House and Senate buildings. And a light suit. 
Light yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. It gets a little uh, humid Husky. in DC. So yes. <laughs> plan ahead. <laughs> awesome. Well, I'm so glad you went last year and I hope you and your team can make it this year as well. And any other NCIA members listening, please start making plans to come with us to DC in May to lobby Congress on the most important issues our industry faces. Um, we have to hop and listen to some commercials real quick. So we're going to take a break, but then we'll be right back to talk more with Keegan Peterson from work. Stay tuned. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice will return once we give a voice to our sponsors. At Alternative Vibes, our core values of quality, loyalty, respect, and honesty guides us in our mission to help families find peace and harmony through our products and services. Whether you are looking for a more natural way of living, shopping essential oils, topicals, and edibles, or searching for a path towards achieving your goals, we are your choice. Learn more about our complete line of natural products and solutions at AlternativeVibes.com. Bringing quality of living to life. AlternativeVibes.com. Cannabis concentrates have been around for hundreds of centuries. In 19th century America, extracts mixed with other herbs were sold as a miracle cure. Now, Apex Supercritical has elevated the science of extraction into the 21st century. Apex Supercritical is the leader in CO2 extraction, which is the cleanest, safest, and purest way to extract plant oils. ROI in as little as three weeks. Our cost-effective systems are fully automated with an industry-leading three-year warranty. And if we don't have your system in stock, we can build one in as little as four weeks. Bringing CO2 extraction to the masses. Learn more at apeksupercritical.com. Four-week build excludes high production systems. Introducing Blue Moon CBD, straight from the bluegrass of Kentucky. With our special nano emulsion process, you'll not only get the best CBD available, you'll get more of it. Not all CBD is the same. It's your body. It's your choice. Get relief from inflammation, anxiety, and stress. Go to www.bluemoonhemp.com and use code HEMP420 for a 20% discount on your order. Balance your body. Balance your life. Make it Blue Moon CBD. Get informed, get inspired, and get connected with more of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice only on CannabisRadio.com. Hello, we're back on NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice on Cannabis Radio. I'm your host, Bethany Moore, and we've been talking with Keegan Peterson from the company Work, spelled W-U-R-K, providing HR services uh, and software technology. Sorry, let me back up providing a workforce management and HR platform that serves the cannabis industry. So um, thanks again for joining me today, Keegan. We've kind of talked a little bit about what's different about the cannabis industry from other industries, particularly the tax issues, which we covered. Um, is there anything else that's really different about the cannabis industry workforce that's unique uh, when you compare other types of workforces like like a car assembly factory or a brewery or anything really? Yeah. So, I mean, one thing is badging. A lot of states require that employees need to be badged to work into a facility. And depending on the state, those badges are attached to the employee or to the business. And so you have to have employees that are going through a badging process and that can pass a badging process. Some states require new hires to be reported to a marijuana um, agency, um, terminations so that they can track where people are moving and flowing. 
Um, so, and it depends state by state what, what the regulations look like and what the requirements are. Um, so that's, that's unique. It's not something that a lot of industries need to um, that have to deal with. And then yeah. also some things that we don't think about, like if, if you have a commercial kitchen and you have employees that are baking goods, they have to have a serve safe uh, certification. And yeah. Those are things we see in restaurants, but I think are overlooked sometimes in cannabis. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. The, the, a lot of the employees are service industry. It's too, it's true. So mm-hmm. the same kind of training that you would have to do to become a bartender and serve alcohol, you have to do similar training to serve cannabis. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, we're, we're pretty compliant. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, and speaking of that, I mean, let's talk about SOPs, standard operating procedures. Um, I know the cannabis industry, a lot of my peers are talking about writing SOPs for their companies, maybe for the first time, or maybe revising SOPs that they put together in 2014 when legalization happened. So SOPs I'm hearing so much about, and I'm sure there's a lot we can learn from other more established industries like the beer brewing industry, for example. Um, so what are some of the things we can learn? Are there examples of lessons we can take away from other industries and apply to our industry? Uh, yes, I think when you look at, you know, the, predominantly the cannabis industry is an hourly workforce. And I think if we look at other industries like the restaurant industry, um, where there is a large hourly workforce, uh, I think we'll see some similarities. Um, we see some similarities in turnover, um, how people are being hired and, and how people are being trained. And so I think that we can um, look at those industries as, as learning opportunities for us to implement in our cannabis businesses. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it's more than just like customer service. It's, it's everything from safety to um, knowing the laws and uh, knowing to double check a customer's ID to make sure they're of age, uh, that kind of stuff. Yes, absolutely. And when you start talking about SOPs and what do I need to have in place to manage a workforce, um, one, we got to think about how we're going to get people into our company. So we have to have operating procedures around interviewing people, making sure that they are good employees. If they're going to be working in a dispenser, we need to make sure that they're going to be good with money and product that's worth, you know, very valuable product. Um, but then if we're looking in the grow side of the business or the extraction side of the business, how do we make sure people are trained um, to be able to use big equipment? And so there's a lot of, um, when you look at SOPs, you got to look at how we get people into the business and then what does their day-to-day life look like and how do we make sure that everybody is trained uh, correctly so that we have safe environments? Right. Yep. Yep. These companies are becoming more sophisticated. So they're, they're almost like becoming factory assembly lines and things are done a certain way. It's not, it's not willy nilly for sure. Um, are there examples of how companies are using workforce management really, really well, happy staff, happy systems? What does that look like? Yeah. Well, the number one reason why someone leaves uh, an organization is because they're not scheduled to their availability. The second reason is they don't like working for their manager. <laughs> um, so having a system in place where um, you are creating schedules to people's availability. If they have childcare issues, they need you know they got to go attend to their children, and so we've got to be cognizant of it. So um, scheduling is very important for employees to make sure that they're there when they want to be there. 
Um, and then when you talk about you know managers, uh, making sure that you have performance reviews and, and feedback sessions so you can make sure boil up situations so you can deal with them. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. And you know that reminds me, um, the hours of dispensaries here in Denver. In, in the city of Denver, we're limited to 7 p.m. for a very long time. So a dispensary theoretically was only open for 9, 10 hours during the day. And I walked into one of my dispensaries a couple months ago and was like, hey, I heard the news that you're allowed to stay open until midnight now. How awesome. Awesome for me as a customer to have that flexibility to come in. But they're all like oh, yeah, it's going to mean longer shifts, and I don't know if we're going to hire more people. And I was like, oh, yeah, that your side of the story got it. So they have to manage things like that, like like the number of hours you're even open during the day can impact your workforce management, right? Yeah, absolutely. And that's what managers and businesses are constantly juggling is do I hire more people do I have capacity with my people to work on, you know, work longer hours? You know, how do I utilize overtime um, correctly? Because uh, overtime is a bigger expense to the business. And so these are the things that we're, you know, they're constantly trying to juggle and make sure that they've got a good matrix in place so that they can provide good customer service. Because at the end of the day, all they want to do is, is help people. And the more they can help people, the more customers they can serve, the more they can fulfill their mission. And, and people are how they do that. It's true. You can't forget the H in HR, as I like to say. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, all right. So, so that's, that's a good example of being nimble and being on top of understanding the needs of your employees and the company. Um, so conversely, where do we see needs to really improve our workforce management. I mean, a lot of cannabis companies are startups and they're trying to do the work that they're set, setting out to do and also improving as they go along and managing growth. Um, so like, is there one major theme that you see or maybe more than one where you're like, wow, the cannabis industry really needs to get on top of this aspect of workforce management? Yeah, as you continue to grow your business, it becomes harder and harder to be consistent. And and I've got a lot of this experience in my past from working with uh, large brands like Del Taco was one of them, where they were rolling out and had to have consistency across multiple states. Some were franchise-owned, some were owned by corporate, and you needed every single person to have the same experience with onboarding. Um, everything they say to the customer has got to be the same. And so with that, as these cannabis businesses grow from small startups into large corporations, um, making sure that you have a good onboarding process, a handbook to make sure that everybody is, understands their expectations as an employee within the business. And I think that's something that gets overlooked, but it's so important, which is just letting your employees know these are the rules of our business. Here's how we operate. These are the things that are okay, and these things are not okay. Um, and that, that's something that you can always come back to in case there is an incident in, in, in a business. Got it. Got it. So you can't just keep everything in your head from, from when you started your company. You have to document and make sure the same information is being passed along and uh, can't, can't throw softballs in the hallway anymore. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And then gotcha. the bigger you get, the harder it is to make sure that everyone understands the expectations um, of it being an employee. So. That's why those SOPs and those documentation are so important important to think through. 
Oh, totally. I mean, yeah, NCIA, we've been an organization for eight years this year. We'll be eight years old. And I've been here for a little over four years and have seen even us as, as the trade association, we're creating more processes and documenting them and and going back and amending them when something changes. And and uh, the number of spreadsheets we have is really, uh, really impressive. I'll say that much. <laughs> um, uh, so we have to take another quick commercial break, but we'll be right back to talk more with Keegan as we wrap up our conversation today. Stay tuned. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice will return once we give a voice to our sponsors. The smoke is rising, and the next crop of podcasts devoted to cannabis providers and enthusiasts are ready to be harvested. Welcome to the Cannabis Radio Network, founded by respected rainmakers who have been producing award-winning podcasts for over a decade. Industry headlines, business updates, medical reports, marketing, and e-commerce education rolled up perfectly for your consumption. Let's grow together. The Cannabis Radio Network. CannabisRadio.com. Ignite the conversation on some trending topics along the Cannabis Radio social media network. Join our crew of thousands on our Cannabis Radio page on Facebook or at Canna Radio, C-A-N-N-A Radio on Twitter. Plus, look for our Facebook and Google Plus pages for all of our original programs and connect with Dr. Dina, Kyle Cushman, Dr. Mitch Earlywine, Nurse Heather, Doc Rob, the hosts of Gondrepreneur, and more. Connect with the growing Cannabis Radio social crusade at Canna Radio on Twitter or search for Cannabis Radio on Facebook, Google Plus, and Instagram and grow with us. Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now About a game for your phone gonna make you say wow The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash Little by little your empire grows large Put the big celebrities inside your entourage You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Chichin Chong Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong The name of the game is Hemping, that's the point Download and play while you light yourself a joint the business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot-proofed by the man who run high times. Oh, yeah. Get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. Get informed, get inspired, and get connected with more of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice, only on CannabisRadio.com. All right, we're back on NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice. I'm your host, Bethany, and we're talking with Keegan, and we've been learning all about how workforce management applies to the cannabis industry and how companies can stay on top of that, truly. Um, so so as we wrap up today... Um, we already talked about lobby days last year and how you were there, and that's coming up again this year. Um, for people interested, the URL is www.thecannabisindustry/lobbydays2018. Get a little more information about that. Um, you also, Keegan, attended and exhibited at our recent seed to sale show. Uh, that was in February here in Denver. Uh, how how did that go? What kind of people did you meet? It was it was great, and it gets bigger every year. And thing that I've always been impressed with with the NCIA events is the amount of business owners that show up, and it's clear that they feel very safe in that environment to come and explore what's going on. 
in the industry. And so it's always been very impressive to me as we're exhibiting and trying to meet business owners um, that we actually get the right conversations to happen there. Yeah, absolutely. No, thanks for saying that. It is very much a business to business event. Um, and in fact, we're moving the seed to sale show to Boston, Massachusetts in 2018. Uh, so we'll get to really meet more of the folks out there in the Northeast who are getting their programs online and, and probably very hungry for that information versus Colorado that's been at this for a few years. Um, and of course, our upcoming quarterly cannabis caucus events are happening again in April. And work, you've been an event partner for these events for us before, and I love them. They're really a great way to have sort of that smaller micro uh, connection with your peers as opposed to the seed to sale show that has several thousand people. The quarterly cannabis caucuses, I mean, the Colorado one's probably close to 200 people, but that's still a big difference. (laughs) Yeah, our California and Colorado events are very large. so, but I, I I like that sized environment also for connecting. It's it's like a party, but really valuable conversations happening. I, I agree, and I, I've been to Seattle. I've been to ones in California. I've been to obviously the ones here in Denver and Boulder, and it gets bigger and bigger. And, and the nice thing for me is it, you know, the first thing that they start reviewing is what's going on with the legislation, where we stand on a lot of issues. And it's, it's a way to keep your finger on the pulse of what's going on in the industry and, and the bigger picture of how we're trying to move the needle on legalization. Um, but then you also get time to spend with your peers and meet new people. And so it, it's something that I uh, regularly attend, as do a lot of people on my team. Yeah, awesome. I always love seeing you guys there, of course. Um, and, and speaking of our advocacy work, um, NCIA, of course, has lobbyists in D.C. working year-round on federal issues that affect the cannabis industry. Um, and as I mentioned, Lobby Days is coming up. We're all super excited about it. Um, do you have any other thoughts about federal policy and, and maybe the direction we're going as an industry as, as our final thoughts here today? I think we're making a lot of uh, progress and a lot of momentum. There's a lot of conversations that are finally getting to happen. Um, And so last year, Lobby Days was a great experience for me to see that a lot of these politicians are they're asking for more information. They're asking for education. And that's where NCI is really filling that void. And so I see a lot of progress going on. Um, The 280E issue is front and center um, and banking is front and center, which is where it should be. And that's that's the biggest challenge. It's the thing that's really holding us back. Um, as an industry. So uh, I think all the right things are happening. And I'm, I'm very uh, excited and optimistic for what's going to happen here in 2018. Yeah, I am too. I mean, we all know the federal government kind of moves at a glacial pace. Um, but it, we, it, like you said, members of Congress and their staffers, they're not laughing when we show up. They're not blowing us off. They're taking us seriously now. They're, like you said, asking really thoughtful questions about our burdens as business owners um, with taxes and with banking and with the ridiculous scheduling of cannabis and so on and so forth. So I'm looking forward to the press conference, which is going to happen on day two of Lobby Days, as always. Um, We'll be out outside by the Capitol, joined by NCIA members and really cool members of Congress. Come hang out with us too. Earl Blumenauer, Jared Polis, Eleanor Holmes Norton, like 
such a cool group of members of Congress that are actually supportive of our issues. Yeah, so that's great. It is great. I agree. Um, so as we wrap up today, just a reminder to everybody for more information about Lobby Days, you must be an NCIA member to participate. So if you're not yet, good idea to join. Uh, information is thecannabisindustry.org slash Lobby Days 2018. And of course, our Cannabis Business Summit and Expo is happening in late July in San Jose, California. The website for that conference info is CannabisBusinessSummit.com. I think we're all out of time, but thank you so much for joining us today, Keegan. It was really great talking with you. Yeah, thank you for having me. Awesome. Well, thanks, everybody, for tuning in to another episode of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice. Until next time. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.